Nick Hornby said, It's important to have something going on somewhere, at work or at home, otherwise you're just clanging on. Now I understand what um, what Nick, great writer, means, but sometimes you've got a bit too much going on because you don't want to seem as though you're clinging on. And that's the way it is with Impact Wrestling. They've got so much going on, and in this week's Impact, only a couple of the things they've got going on were actually interesting. The rest of it was what we've seen in recent impacts. Two things, not and good. Yeah, right at the beginning they put the big match. I'm going to take you to a table and put you through it. Yes, Cody, it's a tables match. That's what you do and that's what he'll be doing. Versus Jake something. They actually decided on that name. It's not a placeholder. That's what he's going to have to go with. It's on the back of his trunks. That's what he's going to have to play. Oh, dear. Anyway, some of the notable moments from this. It was actually all right. But mainly because there was no violent by design out there. No Joe, no, no Joe Boring. No uh, EY. First match in, so they wanted something special. And there was quite a lot of, will they teeter into the table or will they not? Because the table at one point was... Um, wedged between the apron and the guardrail, both of them on the apron. That kind of works very well. Some other notable moments. Cody bit Jake on the nose, which was very nice. Jake's the bigger man. Managed to get the upper hand with a big clothesline. When there was a table in the corner, between with the legs up, between the two, um, between the, uh, resting on the middle ropes... Cody threw Jake into it, so his head hit the sharp end of the table, which was actually something I've not seen recently, so that was very nice. There were all sorts of willy-won't-he go through the table. There was a cannonball from Cody that was caught, but Cody wriggled out. Um, They went outside and Cody pushed the table that was wedged into um, Jake. He should realise the edge is painful. Then he drove Jake's head into the into a te- one of the table legs, or his neck actually into one of the table legs. That was very nice, actually. Jake hit a, a sit-out powerbomb, which is always very nice. And then outside, Cody ran at him, but he should realise that's dangerous. Jake hit the black hole slam through the table. Not a bad match, actually. KG had some reason, had some cut psychology, which is something that Impact has lacked in the last few months. Then Moose comes out, sits down and says, I want my title match. Brutalises Jake a bit, Jake's helped to the back. Scott Demore comes out, has his own music. Really? All right, well, he's here after a match which could have gone longer to do his, I'm sitting here until I get a title match. Demore's out, okay then, you can get your title match. I will make the TNA title a proper title, recognised in this federation, on the hoof stuff, but sounded as if he was pushed into it because he was pissed off. So that works. Nicely done. And then you can have a match tonight. Who then comes on? Jake. I'm not happy. You brutalised me. That was Jake into the back. I'll tell you what, you can have a main event with Jake. Yeah, well, Jake, something's not going to win this, is he? So we know what the outcome of the main event's going to be. Although, 
part of the wrestling fan in me is thinking maybe they'll take it off Moose so that he looks so that he's even angrier. And maybe Jake something can become Jake Champion or Jake TNA. Which would be even which even that would be slightly better than Jake something. Anyway, we'll have to wait till later on to see, won't we? Now, this is the six-man X Division tag match. Remember last week, a ridiculous idea of Ace Austin, who should be the cruiserweight champion or the X Division champion, should I say? You know, he was in the main he was in the heavyweight championship picture a while ago and it's been forgotten. And it's been put with Fulton, pushed into the tag team ranks a bit. Now back in the X Division ranks, he has a point that he should be the number one contender. But what Scott Demore comes up with is, you've got to have something going on, otherwise you're just holding on. So let's have a six-man tag team, the winning team, then fight each other next week, for or the week after next, for the number one contendership. God. So, what we've got is Trey, Alexander, um, and Mac on one team, and Austin, and Bay, and Black Toros on the other side. Toros, worked well with Mac, but Alexander got him on his got him on his shoulders and hit a lovely victory roll. Very nice. Bay's been phased out as well in this. He's been forgotten. It's such a shame because he's so good. It's being misused, really. When he tries a Rana attempt, or tries a Rana on Alexander, he catches him and power bombs him onto his knee. Now that is something a little bit special. Trey hit a nice pendulum on Austin. Austin, really, really beautiful Spanish fly on Mac. And Willie landed on the back of his head and it didn't look that good. Torus manhandled Trey, but Alexander very soon suplexed him out of his boots. And really, if you're really pushing Torus, then you don't want him being manhandled, do you? Anyway, in in the end, Bay, who I'm very glad this happened for, got the pin. The art of finesse cutter in the middle on Mac, who's someone else who's been forgotten. Yeah, you're so last year, mate, for the pin. And it wasn't bad at all. It was expected, but it wasn't bad at all. At least there was something to keep us going. Of course, Trey's angry about not winning. Sammy's there. Trey gets pissed off, hits him, etc., etc. Oh, I'm over this already. I'm also over the kind of Havoc and Nevaeh thing. Maybe it can still be a tag team. No, I feel so upset. I'm going to walk away. Then, of course, Dashwood. I couldn't help overhearing all of that. Why don't we tag together? Why does Dashwood want to tag with anybody? She has such an ego. She'd be doing it on her own, surely. And she would never be the person who would go out to ask, can I tag with you, please? That just makes her play low status. And she isn't. She's always high status. Come on, Scott, for God's sake. At least follow through from week to week. Anyway, next up, Triple XL versus the Good Brothers. Why? I've no idea. Why am I watching? I didn't very much. Was there anything to report? No. The Good Brothers won, but what's the point of the Good Brothers and this match? Also, then we've got the, the casino. You know, the crap is coming thick and fast. We've got Sabin and Storm with Alicia, who didn't get to speak this week, thank goodness. And in comes Rohit, who was hit last week. He was slapped by 
Storm, I think. And he has a, a scarf around his neck as if you used to see with people who've got toothache, comes in, bets, loses, some kind of argument breaks out. Sabin says, I love this place, don't ruin it for me. That's about it, really. Um, it's so boring. And you see, it's not ironic enough. All that I love this place when it's crap. It's not ironic enough. If it was done better, then it would be better. But it isn't, and it's not. Okay, Thin Juice and the and the and the heebie-jeebies, the Good Brothers. They're um, they, they don't really do anything. Thin Juice just talk about them being a bit older. Have you lost a step? I don't think since they've been in the Impact they ever had a step. Um, and the Good Brothers. Certainly Carl Anderson is cheesed off when they leave, and I couldn't work out why. Maybe I lost interest. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Next, Eddie Edwards versus Myers. Eddie Edwards is out, and Myers comes out and does the, I can't wrestle because I've got a bad eye, and here's my lawyer. Didn't we have this spot a few months ago with Diana, Diana Perrazzo when she bought that bloke with the ill-fitting suit and the bald head in? Remember that? Well, we've got the same thing. He's apparently got... Brian Myers' new contract there. There's only one page. Doesn't look great. He's talking about section 17.5, saying that he can bring in someone else to fight for him. Well, we know it's going to be Hernandez. We've already seen it. So, really, you should have done this lawyer thing a few weeks ago when he hired Hernandez. Just a point. Okay, the match is not really very much, to be honest. Doesn't really do much for me. Um, at one point, Hernandez sweeps Eddie's feet from under him when he's, when he's on the apron and he really cracks the back of his neck and his head on that apron. That looked terrible and it was on the hard camera so it wasn't even close up and I winced. In the end, he hits a Boston knee party from the top which is a nice wrinkle and there's the pin. Does Hernandez get the money? the other half of the money if he doesn't win oh, I think I'm reading too much into it well there's Myers with Cardona Damore is in the mu- he hasn't got any music this time says the lawyer should have read the contract further I'm not sure he could because I don't think there was anything else on it it was a single sheet of paper so next week or the pay-per-view or some indeterminate time in the future is it next week? I think it is they're going to have that's uh, Eddie Edwards and um, Brian Myers. An eye for an eye match with Cardona as the ref. And what Scott Demore then does, he said, who would do an eye for an eye match? It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it. Try a rib on the WWE. But, you know, because you're trying to create some mud to stick to the wall or get something going on, because if you haven't, you're just clinging on. You're aping what the WWE did. And the joke's on you, Scott. As it often is with this booking. Next, Kimber and Susan versus um, Grace and Jazz. I'm not quite sure who's going to win this, so that's at least something. It's a number one contenders match. Perrazzo gets involved. OB, OBD comes down to smack Perrazzo. It breaks out. They get sent to the back. There's a nice Grace... Uh, spine buster on Susan Susan hits an ankle lock but it's no good in the end there's the pump handled Grace Driver she really does that so nicely done 
on Susan for the pin. They are now number one contenders. I couldn't give a damn. And ODB's been injured. Who's done that? As Delo says, I'm appalled. So am I by the quality of these angles. Okay. Here's your main event. It's Moose versus Jake. And actually, it's not as bad as it could have been. Jake takes him to him early on. There's a huge posting from Moose. They hit each other with a clothesline. Jake gets a long two and you think he might manage it. There's a great Moose dropkick. Jake's a big bloke and he was getting up to the top. So he must have got at least eight foot of air there. That's beautiful. Then a big superplex. But Jake comes back with a massive powerbomb and it's two and seven eighths. Moose just squeezes out. He gets the peer for the, the spear for the pin. The peer for the spin. Because he's not going to lose this, is he? They've got a bit more legs in this, they think. And Rich Swan comes in and all of that. And then Scott comes in and says, we're going to have a match next week. I lost interest. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember. That's how bad this is. I can't remember. It's a two and a half out of five again. No, it's not. It's a three out of five because there were two interesting things. Table match was interesting to see. The Jake something. Jake something. With Moose match was an interesting on the hoof booking thing but really it's not great and you know as Sylvia Hartman said nothing that is good can become stuck if it's stuck it can't be any good impact at the moment is like treacle ta ta